Welcome to the Revenue Marketing Report powered by CaliberMind. I'm your host, Kamala Dobson, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by Jesse Willett. Jesse, tell us a little more about yourself. Hey, great to see you today. Uh, good being back on the show. I really enjoyed the uh, first time we talked. I'm the SaaS founder of Lead Magic, so then uh, helping kind of companies learn who's on their website, anonymous visitors, that sort of thing. Sort of like a more accurate version of like a lead feeder or something like that. And what we've been doing is helping people get their messages delivered back to the inbox with our uh, kind of cold email outreach stuff that we're doing. Today's episode I'm really excited about because this is kind of a learn from my mistakes, don't repeat them situation. (laughs) And that I think a lot of marketers out there, especially in early stage startups, we leave sales to their own devices. They want to get a mass emailing tool. Fine. You guys deal with it. I'm focused over here. So let's, let's start really basically why that is a bad mindset to have. Yeah. Well, what's changed now is with, of course, email still is the number one attack surface for hackers, right? So if you go into any company that has any sort of security, they're going to have one of those kind of like phishing kind of training programs. So email security in general, there's a ton of investment there. There's also was the fact that everybody kind of moved more remote. So there's a lot more kind of endpoints they got to check. The surface is just wider, essentially, and it's easier. And email being a completely exposed uh, hole in your company's strategy, they're very particular about what they don't like, right? The spam filters. Now, it depends on the companies you're emailing and, and things like that, but... In terms of sales, uh, well, we're always, you know, when I was in, you know, I was before I was a SaaS founder, I was a sales rep, uh, frontline leader kind of role, and you know, we always had to kind of go out there and, you know, just get really crazy and get everybody on the phone and just rah rah rah, right? Well, that doesn't work so much anymore because what's happened is every single person that hits the report a spam button is one less company you're going to be talking to, but it also could have a blast radius of a lot more. Not only could it impact your current sales process your current deals, your current customers, investors, everybody that you're emailing, especially if it's all in that primary domain name. And this is where you got to really start to think about uh, something called inbox placement and kind of mail flow at your company. And this is something that I was glad you reached out. We talked about it a little bit, but you know, it's just such an important thing. I can't emphasize enough how important this is right now. As a marketer, I'm pretty protective of my domain. I thought I moved people over to a new one fast enough. So to back up a little bit, what's going on is marketers have been really restricted in what they can and can't do. And a lot of the marketing automation platforms will actually enforce protocol, even if you're not following it yourself, which you should be. So in my department, we only email who's opted in. We only email them what they want. And as a result, our open rates are really high. Our unsubscribe and bounce rates are really low. Sales saw this. And back in the day when we could buy lists and just blast everybody, I think marketing learned a lot from that and realized that it's not the most effective way to go. Really not that upset about the restrictions because it didn't work really well anyway to send out a bunch of cold emails. But sales, especially if you have that volume mentality, even if what you're doing isn't working, you're going to get responses some of the time. So just crank up that volume. There's a problem 
problem with that, right? So if we're not optimizing for conversions and we don't understand which metrics we should be looking at to see whether our bounce rates are higher, all of these things are happening that will get us in trouble with the email providers, there's, there's problems. So marketers out there, be protective of your main domain. If your sales team won't listen to you in terms of best practices around lower volume, personalization, and how much better that can be for their response rates and meaning set, what can we do then, Jesse? So we're, we're trying to get them to buy in. They're not. Are there some limits we can put in place on the back end of some of these tools? Like, what are what are the best practices? Yeah. So here's the real. Um, there's a there's a thing called mail flow, and what that means is is it's looking at some specific reputations or some specific information when, and it looks at two things. It looks at your IP address, right? Let's think about whose IP addresses you're using, right? When you send emails from Google, you're using the Google IP addresses, so no one's going to get blocked on Google. Right, because Google has, I mean, IP on an IP address problem. Because Google has a very large group of IPs that they send emails from, and no one's ever going to block it because it would be, an, let's just face it, it would be an IT nightmare. It would have to be something else. The something else would be the domain level, and this is where a lot of people haven't really realized, like it's really going down here and they can figure out the needle in the haystack now. And what I mean by that is there's 350 billion emails sent every day. And some of those are some SDR sequences in there, some sales sequences. And what you can do is you can look at the mail flow that goes out of your domain. So you got to think you got a bunch of positive responses coming back with your finance, your team, your CEO, your corporate team. You got a lot of there. Your marketing team is probably not getting any complaints very low bounce rate everybody's kind of in the list opens you know the opens aren't really important but it's more the other stuff and then the last part of it is this other one that's kind of rock in the middle of your company and by the way that was me as a sales rep and i wanted to try to fix this problem i saw it coming a mile away right and what i see is you've got salespeople coming in and they're using technology and technology can scale failure too so if you write very you know like you know non-personalized by the way i'm also not advocating for you to go out and like you got to figure out a way to do this at scale. This isn't a one, don't start sending one-off emails either. That can be very dangerous too. You're going to have to find groups and things that you can look for. And I'll get through that in a little bit. But the point is, is that if you have too many sales reps sending too many emails and the response rates are under, let's just even say 10% really, if you're doing that and you're scaling that way, you are going to be faced with a huge problem very quickly. What has to happen is there has to be a tip. When your domain, when you have all the corporate domain, it's going to tip over and it's going to look like your domain now is only sending spam. And this is where the problem is, is in most companies is their mail flow has become so lopsided because they haven't put any controls on the sequencing product technology strategy. They haven't built anything around there. Now, I'm not saying write these emails manually. Okay. I want to make sure like we don't do anything manually. So there's other ways to do it, but this is the biggest problem is when you tip and you hire that sixth SDR and they come in and they do another hundred a day, if that's your cap, or maybe you don't have a cap and that's a thousand. Now you just flooded out your entire domain name, which whatever else is on there, whether it's your forgot password, your, your, your company's customer success information, your HR recruiting, your, I mean, salary, uh, you know, sending out people's new offers, all of these systems are impacted. 
because of your sales engagement strategy, email strategy, and this is where I'm trying to like caution people because you don't see the score on the other side. They just put you in spam and you lose performance as, a, as an impact. So anyways, I'll stop there, but that's kind of the, the problem. No, and I just want to reinforce that. It's really ins insidious in that you'll start hearing some of your executive team members complain about stuff going to spam to people they know and are trying to email directly. Or you'll start hearing one of your salespeople say, hey, I've been testing this with some of my friends. It's landing in spam. You should hear that, and it, now is the time to panic. That is the yes, put it down now because the biggest one, too, is this thing called, uh, and now I feel terrible because it's like, it's called, uh, they call it, like the, the, the terminology for it is Google Jail. This is the one that if you hear this, like, remember this podcast, send them some of my content and, you know, go basically read like what this is about, because that's the point. Now you're locking an employee out of the company. They can't get any emails at your company and they can't respond to customers serious like you've gotten too many something's up like stop it right there and go get some you know get a committee involved and, and start having the discussion and figure out what you need to address here right what is the root cause of the problem yeah and i'll just be really honest with what we found so those of us marketers who've been dealing with marketing for a long time and looking at all the email stats kind of know what to watch for in terms of this is good this is bad this knowledge hasn't been transferred in a lot of cases to the sales team. So I think cross-functional training would really behoove people because what I've seen happen is if we switch who we're targeting and the messaging that we've used in the past isn't going to resonate with that audience, what you don't want is hey the salesperson to say, hey, I'm getting less replies, so I should hit up more people. What they need to understand is when somebody reports spam, it's scorched earth. Like They may be targeting people in your ICP, and they may be targeting people who you want to hit up. But if the message is wrong and they're sending things unsolicited that just don't resonate with that audience, you've you can no longer reach out to them as a company. And I think if sales walks away with one thing from this conversation, it's that it's in everybody's best interest at the company to uh -huh. learn the uh, rules of engagement with email and work together. Like if the messaging isn't working, go to marketing and hey, my open rate just went way down. Why is that? We could do some cross-functional training and start redirecting things in a different area. Like you said, not everything has to be manual, but when it does make sense to go manual is when everything isn't working and we're testing out some new messaging to figure out, is this the right direction? Yeah, you nailed it there. And what's great about it is, is like, you know, and when I probably started talking to you in the beginning about it, you know, you probably were like reading a lot about this, but what, what's happened is this thing's been slowly kind of creeping up now. I have been talking about it for a couple of years now. Unfortunately, um, before I built my company, I was, um, I was at a company and I, uh, you know, I made this public actually. So I, I actually brought it to the attention. We actually had something kind of installed at the domain level that was putting us in spam. And I didn't want to put the email signature on because I was a uh, running sales strategy. And my team was the sales development team wasn't going to be able to get 
the um, their emails through. So the key is, is I went and kind of tried to have the conversation internally and it didn't work out. They actually fired me for it. So that's what started, you know, it's better for me. It's been great. I mean, I've got my own business, profitable SaaS company now, like doing very well, but it's, it's just one of those things. These discussions are hard internally. And I think the worst thing you can do is kind of shrink to make others feel okay. Like that's one of the things that I think is here. And like a lot of the times the marketers are on the better side of this because they're used to getting to these email systems. They understand they signed agreements with ESPs, right? Like enterprise email sending programs, right? They, they know what's in these contracts. You really want to work with your marketing team here. And, you know, I come from the sales side and, you know, if I could say, give you any piece of advice, your marketers typically are going to have this experience at least to figure out the problem over your sales leadership. Sometimes that can be in at least in about 95% of the cases we're finding, you know, we're finding things like, I'll give you an example, the breakup email. I don't know if you guys have uh, you ever use that or, but it's one of those emails where you're like, Hey, first of all, they were never opted in. They were never part of your, right. playbook, nothing. And you're basically going in and you're saying the fourth email, I'm going to break up with you and never ever call you again. And you're going to be not right now. That email generates a ton of, it just generates a ton of report as spam. We we actually tested it at scale, like a big test, and we found that we were we 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 did this on purpose. We set up uh, ten domains to test it. We wrecked all ten domain names in the second that fourth one hit that that breakup email. So whoever wrote that blog post, by the way, that said it's a good idea. Yeah, that, that, that blog post really is kind of old news now because the reported spam goes so far up on breaking when you break up with somebody you're never really together with. You know, you never really had a relationship because they never talked to you, right? So that's not really sales engagement, right? So that's that's kind of what you got to really do. You got to think about it in from a term of if you're not having a conversation with the person and you're just sending more and more and you're not getting new conversations, stop doing it and try to figure out what's going on instead of, you know, going and doing more, right? That'd be my piece of advice, really. Yeah, and for marketers out there, we know that when people opt in or and are engaged, email can be such a powerful tool. So it benefits you to be curious about what the sales team is doing with your domain. So push them. Ask them if they have the limits set on the back end of their mass outreach tool, which is labeled as sales enablement. Ask them if they have a limit on how many cents per day. Do some research on what cents per day should be. And that's going to be changing over time, I suspect, and getting lower. Yeah, I mean, this is just... It's too important to ignore, and if you get a lot of pushback from your sales manager and they're kind of hostile about it, start warming up a new domain now and get ready to move them so they're isolated and not impacting the entire company. Would you have any other advice? Yeah, so what we're seeing is, so if you're in one of the kind of traditional systems, like you're, you're kind of like, out, you know, they, I think the, those systems, the sales engagement platforms, you know, I think those systems are trying to run as far away from this, right? The tactics that are starting to really work on pure cold outreach, where it gets tricky is, uh, and I know, you know, if you watch, there's other podcasts that I've been on um, that, I, that I've talked about it. There's some of these areas where it gets to become more gray hat, right? Which I, what I mean by that, that is sometimes what you need to do is like, okay, because you, you go through the, the motions like, okay, wait, so you're saying if I if I warm up another domain name, I can get by the reputation if I keep the sending limits low, then you're like, well, then how can I scale that faster? 
right? So then what happens is you start to say, well, okay, wait, now I probably couldn't afford all the licenses in, in my traditional sales engagement platforms, but there's other sales engagement platforms, or sorry, more like sequence type products that can actually handle that because they don't charge you based on a seat number. They charge you more on a per email number. So they've kind of figured this out that, you know, the impact is actually more on the sequencing there. So what I'm trying to say is if you really want to know what it is, it's definitely new domains that get warmed up for three weeks. That's the starting point. And those domains can get tarnished too, but if you keep warm-up going while you're sending, you want to keep a small warm-up going while you're sending and turn it to full power if you go on vacation or stop, you kind of got to start and stop it. So there's some health things there, and that really comes down to how many emails in and how many emails out, right? So if you're sending, if you're out and then in, really, you're sending X out and how many in, and you have to track that. You want that number to be over, I'd say, let's say 15%. Now, you, what you're saying is like, wow, my, my sales team doesn't get a 15% response rate on anything. Right, I know that. So what you need to do is you need to warm up accordingly to get that response rate. A lot of the times you'll put a 30% warm-up going where you're getting you're generating some artificial responses and that's how all these these systems work i think the other thing is really just using plain text really is the other thing that really helps a lot so you know we could get emails into you know government agencies if we wanted to right now because we're we've got our domain so warmed up and we watch every single interaction and nobody complains and we offer value on every email like we take such time to set up a campaign what it is is set it and forget it, right? We are, we are not personalizing one-to-one. -one. We're setting up early. We get all the data. We do it all. And then we launch it and we measure the results along the way. So that's been our biggest thing. They're almost more ran like a paid ad now. Now, there were two things you said that were super insightful when I last spoke to you. So one, people may be able to, they may tell you they can tell if you're landing in spam or the primary inbox. Nobody knows that. Nobody actually knows that, right? Yeah, so there's a thing called inbox placement. This is when you, if you were to look at your, if you go into your inbox and then you were to look at the different folders that you have, you have primary, promotion, social updates, and forums. And what we see is the emails that actually get read are the ones in the primary. And you're like, well, duh. But what happens a lot of the times is you actually think, you don't go into spam at most places, but you're starting, let's say you're emailing some of the more strict email delivery companies, like anything in your global 8,000, definitely gonna have more emails stringent, right? And they're only gonna continue to get more, right? The second they, any of these places get hacked, like it's just, it's a matter of time before they're, they're all gonna get more, you just assume it's coming. So what people are doing is they're getting their emails in the wrong folders, right? Now, on a, the worst, you know, like an okay scenario is like, okay, it's in the updates folder, they'll probably still see it. Now, I wanna talk about a different audience. There's a group of people that are getting into the spam folder, they don't know it. And this is the response, these are the responses that their sales team is getting back. Now, let me just ask the question back to you. If you are thinking about the type of person who goes in to the spam folder, pulls out an email from a salesperson and responds extremely negative, right? Because this is a person who's seeking conflict at this point, right? You've got to think about that person from a, a purchasing perspective, right? Like that person is an angry, you know, I don't want to go, you know, but like you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like they're that's probably on the no fly list. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> you see them in the store, something's wrong, and you go the other way. Like, yeah. I, I know people like that, and uh, this is who I'm talking about. And what worries me is if your delivery is bad, this is who your sales team is actually having conversations with. Right. And then the second thing you said to me that I thought was great is if you are landing in the primary box, that even if your messaging isn't on point, you should still be getting responses. It's it, no thank you. Hey, this is way off, whatever. So if you're not hearing, if you have a 0.2% response rate, yeah. Uh, so what's happening here is this is another one, right? The, the response rate could be low because the only people opening it and responding are in the spam, or it could be just like you've spent. So what, what I see so many SDRs doing, and this is all this was across LinkedIn, and I I started to talk to different um, you know people that were big in the community, and I said, hey, you know, there's a lot of focus on like the message, but like you could change if you had bad email delivery, you could change your message. As many times, you could have the most beautiful, perfect message directly for that buyer, and they're never going to respond to it. Why? Because it's in the spam folder. And most people, when they're actually addressing their inbox and they're trying to get it down to zero, which is what most people do, they try to get unread and they try to go through archive or whatever. Those people, you're, you're, you're not going to get responses from the quality people. So I see sales development teams spending so much time on this area that it's it, it can be very upsetting. And I see a lot of layoffs, right? Like in this particular area uh, and, I, and I sit there and I'm like well they spent so much time writing these crystal clear you know I see the the posts and I'm like man if you just were to call your IT guy or hire a or person IT person and hire any maybe some geek squad person at Best Buy to come over and fix your your IT settings like you could have gotten so much further then you could have gotten a really you know great message across it's just thinking about how much time people are spending it's that of you know 80 20 whatever it is it's like they're spending so much time on something that doesn't even matter at all go get the responses first then you can fix everything because it's easy at that point yeah so what i'm hearing is if you have a problem the answer isn't to panic and turn off your engagement tool necessarily it's to warm up a new domain you can try new messaging but the whole point is like they won't change their behavior until they start having successes so you need to set them up in an environment where they can have that success if you turn off outreach and you have them email out of their you know whatever inbox they're using it's you still have the same problem they're not going to see any improvement and they're going to say personalization is the problem instead of oh we really burned our domain <laughs> Relevance of the domain being burned. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing. And and by the way, this is the other problem with taking any advice from anybody on like LinkedIn for for writing emails. Every person's different. So so like you could have it. You could write an email and you could say like, okay, this person responded to it. And if somebody gets one response, oh wow, this is going to work every time. Not necessarily, right? Every single one of these calls for a couple things calls for there to be some, it really calls for some relevance in the email, right? Like the person on the other end has to feel like it came to them. Think of it as talk to your marketing team. If they're doing a good job with, with kind of ads, you know, they might start at $2,500. They run an ad test. They run it for two weeks. What do they do after that? They go to run, you know, a little bit larger of an ad test. They might put $5,000 in it. You're doing the same thing and you want to spend your emails the same way. What you don't want to do is hire this new group of the new class of SDRs 
bring them into a room, do a big chant, and then start, you know, the, the loudest person in the room starts saying, I want more, I want more. And then what happens is that person is now the biggest problem in that company because they've essentially blocked your company from using email. And email is not a social media website. It is a protocol. It's an internet protocol, right? It is not something you can block, change. You. The nice thing about email is you never have to worry about the LinkedIn algorithm or Microsoft's ambitions around marketing or Twitter's ambitions around you know running their business or any of the other companies. Email is all emails are created equal. Now, what's not is how you get through that spam folder. So that's really where you have to really start thinking about this in a, in a holistic view that email is actually, for all the people that are saying kind of like anything's dead, really, there's nothing that's dead as long as you know how to do it. The deep expertise right now is starting to come into this email kind of ratio, monitoring the mail flow, monitoring the complaints, working cross-function, no single point of failure, and really getting your sales team to really understand the impact. And if you want, bring me on with them. You know, I don't mind telling them because I was a sales rep and leader, uh, and they usually will trust somebody like me because I can remove work from them and you know help them get meetings kind of more on uh, uh, autopilot. So yeah, can confirm. By the way, <laughs> so I subscribe to your email newsletter, Jesse. Where can people find you online? Yeah, so if you want to find me on like LinkedIn, there's some I got some great articles on there just around email delivery. I put a lot of the different stuff that I talk about. If they just go to LinkedIn, just look up Jesse Willett, or if they go to leadmagic.io, there's a chatbot in there. You know, usually we can I see all the messages that come through there. But look, my you know my DMs are open. I, I, it is increasing. There's a lot of there's a lot of people talking about this, but. Look, I'm always willing to kind of have the chat if I can answer the question asynchronously and just kind of give you a response on um, inbox. I've I've helped out thousands of companies now. So like, and look, I've just been talking about this. I'm really trying to clean up. You know, I think there was a a kid who was trying to clean up the ocean. I've been trying to do that with email delivery and and, and the way it works. And it would be really nice just to see people get their messages back into the primary inbox to their target audience for their audience wants the products like. I just think there's something magical that happens when that when that all happens at the end. So thank you for your time. Wonderful. So for those of you listening, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, tell two friends, it makes a difference. And for those of you looking for more great content like this, check out calibermind.com.